This is episode 81 with Chrissy Jones Shonderward. Welcome to the Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, foreign Division I swimmer, forever athlete, and personal performance coach. Today's guest, Chrissy, is a professional AVP volleyball player who is not afraid to be herself on and off the sand. She is an example of someone who holds true to their core values no matter what. She's been inspiring others to do the same while living a life focused on faith, gratitude, hard work, and resiliency. All those values we've really had to lean on over the past year. So please welcome on Chrissy. Chrissy, first and foremost, welcome to the Athletic Mindset Podcast. Super excited to connect with you and have you on here, share your story. The little bit that I know, I know it's going to be an impactful one. It's going to be a life-changing one for so many people out there. But first and foremost, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Good to be here. I'm really excited to chat with you. And thank you so much for having me. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, of course. So for those of you who don't know, you are a pro beach volleyball player. How did you get started in that of all sports, of all the ones out there? How'd you land on that one? Great question. So I grew up in Southern California, so it's a very popular sport here. And I actually played indoor volleyball. That was my primary sport throughout my childhood. So I would kind of play beach volleyball in the summers for fun and as a way to cross train because beach volleyball is really great because you can work on all your skills. You have to be good at passing, setting, serving, everything. So I would do that to kind of cross train. And it was more of like a, a hobby at the time. So, and something fun to do in the summer with my friends. So I did that, went to college at University of Washington, played indoor and a little bit of beach there. It's kind of funny because our beach season was about maybe somewhere between four and six like weeks when I first got there. And it was really, really, really low key. And all the indoor girls would just kind of play for that same purpose of cross training. But it's always had a piece of my heart because again, it reminded me of childhood and this is something that I love to do and was really fun. So when it came time for my senior year of beach volleyball, I had gotten some injuries that indoor season, I'd had two blood clots in my arm, messed up my back a bit and some sprained ankles. So it was kind of just like a lot going on and indoor can be pretty unforgiving to your body. So I had to sit out that last season of beach volleyball with those injuries and couldn't really work out due to the blood clots. And it was just kind of a weird time. So When things kind of cleared up, I had this extra fifth year of volleyball that I could do, of beach volleyball. So I thought, you know, I'll go to the best beach volleyball school that I could. So I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, who was coached by Olympic gold medalist Todd Rogers. So I thought this would be the the best place possible to learn the sport of beach volleyball. I mean, I knew how to play, but learn it at the best, you know, level possible. So I did that and loved it. And he was sort of like, you know, you can do this at the professional level if you want to. And I was sort of like, are you sure? Like, (laughs) it's kind of like, again, was something that was more of a hobby for me, but I was good at it. So I, after that, that season, he coached me and then I went out there and and did it. So that's how I got into it. Just like that. (laughs) I love that. I love that journey for you. Were there other sports that you had tried along the way in addition to volleyball or was it just like you knew in your heart that was going to be the sport? I knew when I found volleyball, you know, and it's funny because I was really terrible at it. I was too weak when I started at nine years old to serve the ball over the net. And then I broke my arm playing kickball at recess and I would use my cast to serve it. Like I was terrible, but I just wanted to play. I loved the sport. I'm from a basketball family. Both my parents played division one basketball. 
my younger brother plays division one basketball. So I was kind of the black sheep. I did, I did play basketball, did not like all of the contact. I was a cheerleader for a while, a figure skater. I did dance. So kind of tried a lot of things, but once I found volleyball, that was kind of the end of the road for me. Yeah. That's how I felt with swimming. So that resonates with me deeply. You touched a little bit on playing on the pro circuit, playing on the AVP pro beach volleyball circuit. It's no joke. It's Mm -hmm. tough, right? (laughs) How did you, or how do you stay mentally sharp and ready to play, especially given the last year that you've had of, you don't know if the season's going to be there and Mm -hmm. you could be called up at any minute. How do you, how are you staying physically game ready and mentally game ready for that? Good question. So for me personally, I, after the last season, we were fortunate enough to have three tournaments that the AVP put on in July. And so I did that. And then after that, I was like, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen next year, but I know that this year there's nothing available for me. So I was able to take the holidays to spend, you know, just relaxing, not playing volleyball and, you know, trying to stay safe and stay home. And also my husband who's in the Marine Corps was getting deployed around that time. So it was kind of perfect for us to just be home together and enjoy each other's company. So that was really helpful because it helped me to kind of recharge for this season, because again, there's so much uncertainty, but I felt really mentally fresh. And now that I'm training again, full-time in the gym and on the sand, what I'm doing to stay sharp is just making sure that I'm prepared for whatever happens. So not taking, oh, there's no tournament and making it, you know, a negative thing, but being excited, like, you know, whenever there is a tournament, I'm prepared and I'm excited. And I know that what I'm doing now will help me for whenever those tournaments arise. So staying positive, I'm not getting caught up in things that I can't control and then making sure that I'm physically preparing so that whenever the tournaments do pop up, because who knows how much preparation there'll be that I'm ready to go. I love that approach. And I love the part you threw in there too, about the mental reset. Mm -hmm. I think it is so overlooked and as long as I can remember in my career, it was always like, you got to be going, 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 and there's no off season. You just, and it wasn't until later in my stages of career, it was like, wow, I really needed that two, three weeks to just catch my breath, (laughs) take a step away. And then when you do, it's like, you realize you didn't actually lose that much of a step. Like mentally you're able to show up so much more fresh physically yeah you might have taken a slight step back but we can regain that at any moment you know what I mean definitely yeah I totally agree I think that mental reset for me was huge and like you said when you come back you know things are a little bit harder than they were when you left but those are things that you can fix but having that mental reset and being excited about you know coming to practice every day and getting in the gym every day was definitely something that that was a game changer for me how did you get okay with like taking the time off because I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with especially at that higher level yeah you definitely get kind of that fear of missing out that FOMO (laughs) when you see people practicing and you're like man like you know I need to be playing because this girl's playing or I need to be doing this because this team's doing that but I think a taking time away from social media b kind of just charting out my goals and reminding myself of why I was doing this time off and why I was taking the break was really helpful and then also with the pandemic you know there was nothing to be prepared for so it was kind of easier because I was thinking okay these people are practicing you know I'm still in the gym but you know I don't need to be game ready right now and who knows when I'll need to be game ready you know as of right now 
as I mentioned before, we played in July was our last tournament. Mm. And who knows when I'll play at, at this moment, you know, that was a while ago. And I still don't know when the next tournament could be probably sometime this summer. So, you know, not having that urgency of like, okay, there's this event, there's this event, I have to be game ready was also really helpful. Yeah, I'm sure that adds a little bit of peace of mind and gives you that right. like, okay, I can chill a little bit. Like, it's okay. Right. Yeah, <laughs> breathe a little bit. Yeah, easier said than done, but good on yeah. you for making it happen. How would you define your playing style in general? Good question. So I am a very physical player. I really like to play really aggressive volleyball. That's kind of my game. I'm also, I take a lot of pride in setting. <laughs> that's a skill that huh, I really love and I think I'm pretty good at. So that's kind of my game. I like to be really aggressive. And then I'm also really passionate. I'm the girl who's on the court screaming and hyping my partner up, hyping myself up. I love the game so much. And I think it really comes off in how I play. And some things I'm working on too is being a bit more cerebral because I think sometimes my passion can get in the way of that. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm aggressive and I'm passionate. I just want to bully my way through games and just be aggressive throughout everything. And that's not always how it works. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's my playing style. I love it. You, it's learning that controlled aggression. I think right. emotional players are fantastic. They're some of the most passionate people we see, but it's a fine line to walk and not yep. being too hot headed and let that emotion pour over in a negative way instead of being that driving factor. How have you found I guess through your personal experience that you've been able to walk that fine line and make sure it's in a productive way rather than a destructive form or display of emotions while you're playing. Definitely. I think one, having a short memory has been really helpful. And by that, I mean, when I'm in a rut or I'm making mistakes, not letting that emotion build that negative emotion of like, okay, I hit this ball out. Okay. Now I just like doubled this set. Okay. Like, you know, I'm not playing well, I'm not playing well, red flags. And having that short memory and not, you know, letting that build up. And then also making sure one of my sports psychiatrists said this to me, but being where my feet are at and being really present. So taking the time to A, enjoy the fact that I'm doing what I love. I'm at the beach, best situation ever. And then also, you know, what can I control in this moment? Like how present can I be in this moment? One really important thing in volleyball is vision, you know, the ability to see the other team, see their defense, see what they're doing. And when you're not present and you're thinking about all of those things, it's really hard to see even physically. So being present and, and realizing, you know, okay, I'm in this moment. Here's what's going on. Here's what I'm going to do has been really, really helpful. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned presence. That's my word for 2021 for me personally. It's just a reminder. It's actually my phone background as well. It's always easier said than done, mm -hmm. but it's, really the key to being in the zone, being into peak performance, whatever you want to call it. Right. Have you had any tricks that have allowed you to be more present or to lock in? Is there a certain strategy that you implement before games or even after a bad play, a point went the other way that you wish you it went your way? What do you do to lock back in? Yeah. So before games, I pray and I listen to music. Those are my two things that kind of help me get prepared and kind of help ease some of those nerves. And then in game, I've actually been kind of like you, I like you, that you mentioned, you know, words, cause that's what I've done. I have words that help me kind of come back in. So I've written them on my wrist. I've just thought about them or whatever the case may be in that, in that scenario, but having a word or a phrase to help me get back in has been awesome. And it's something that it's kind of 
weird, I guess, when my sports psychiatrist was like, yeah, you know, this is your word. This is what you're going to say. And it's going to help you bring it back in. It used to be that I would look at the ocean. That was like my thing. But with the pandemic, we played in like a bubble. (laughs) So the ocean was pretty far away. It was this giant wall. And anyway, so I didn't really have that. So I had to go back to the word strategy. There's lots of different ways you can do it. And I think it just is a matter of figuring out what works, you know, for the individual. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be different. That stinks that you're even in a bubble. And I feel like your sport has one of the most unique settings and like playing fields. It's probably the most peaceful (laughs) of all the sports. So it stinks that they bubbled you in and uh, you couldn't see the water anymore. Yeah, well, it's funny because we were, you know, not far from the water at all. If you could see over the wall, the water's right there, but, (laughs) you know, definitely worth it and definitely thankful they were able to make the bubble so we could play, but definitely miss that ocean view a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say, you don't want to waste your mental energy capacity visualizing the water on the other side. You just want to be able to see it. I get it. (laughs) I want to talk about the decision or what led to your decision to your uniform selection. As you mentioned to me, in previous conversation that it is unique. You are one of the few women on tour that chooses to wear a one-piece uniform. What led you to that decision and how have you handled the feedback over your career of that decision? Because I think it hasn't always been positive, right? Yeah, great question. So how it started actually was my partner. She was super into like what we were gonna wear, like fashionista, she's like, the most fashionable person that I know. (laughs) So in playing with her, I was kind of like, you know, man, like I would love to be as excited as you are, but I don't feel like comfortable in, in a bikini a, because I, I tend to like to be a bit more conservative when I'm playing and B I like to feel secure. Like, you know, if I'm going to die for a ball, I want to make sure my top's staying on, you know, I don't want (laughs) any mishaps. And you know, that the women who do play in, in two pieces are like superheroes to me. I'm like, that is awesome that, you know, you are crushing that. But I think for me, that is what made me feel more comfortable was playing in a one piece. And it was kind of a, an interesting, I was a rookie. So no one was really paying attention, you know, to me until I started having some success. And then I remember in an interview after a big tournament, the following tournament, I got the question of why the one piece. And it kind of caught me off guard because I was like, oh yeah, this is like different. And, you know, I, as I thought more about it, I was like, you know, I like it for comfort. I like the style of them better as well. I like that it's different. And also I wanted to sort of start to break the mold of what a traditional beach volleyball player looks like, you know, wanted to open doors for, you know, girls who also don't want to wear a two-piece swimsuit, or if they have, you know, their religion doesn't allow them to wear, you know, a two-piece or whatever the case may be. I wanted to start of get that conversation started and also create a role model for, you know, girls who felt the same way and, and just kind of show that, hey, there is another way to do this. And I really wanted the, my focus to be on my play and not on my body. Mm. And I think, you know, as a woman in sport, unfortunately that happens where we are objectified at times. And, you know, we probably play in the least amount of clothing. I can't think of another sport that plays. I don't know if it's possible to play in (laughs) in less clothing than we do. So, so yeah, there were kind of lots of things that went into it. And I learned more and more as I would have girls reach out to me on Instagram. Like, it's so cool that you wear one piece. I'm going to wear one too. And um, there's another girl on tour who wears a one piece and she's always, you know, crushing it as well. And so I think it's really awesome to be able to just provide a new look of, you know, what a beach volleyball player can look like. 
I love that. It doesn't have to look a certain way if you're good at it, right? Like embrace who you are and what you're comfortable with. Right. That sh you shouldn't have to compromise that to fit in, quote unquote, so to speak, with the crowd. Right. And, you know, added bonus, you get a little bit more fashionable print with the one piece. Right, definitely. Show <laughs> your style that way too. Great way to spin it there, right? Yeah. <laughs> what if I want to shift gears and just talk on just challenges in general that you've overcome in life? Mm. And what are they or what are some that come to mind and what really have they taught you to get to this moment? I'm curious. Good question. Well, I think one challenge that I've had to kind of figure out in life is figuring out the kind of player that I am. So I really like that you asked that question earlier because figuring out what motivates me, what makes me go, what do I love about this sport? What am I giving to this sport that's given so much to me? Kind of figuring that out was pretty tough actually, because with, with this sport, there's lots of, you know, ups and downs, ebbs and flows. And I think, you know, playing when I was younger, trying to get a scholarship, right? So figuring out, okay, how do I become the best player possible? But how do I also determine what my core values are and what I want to stand for? So when I go on these college visits and they ask me, you know, what do you do outside of volleyball? Or what are you about? Or who are you? I'm not like, you know, I'm 6'2 and I love volleyball. That's all I got. <laughs> so kind of developing what my core values are and what I stand for and the kind of teammate that I wanted to be were kind of things that were super valuable skills that I had to develop over time. And there's something that I I definitely think helps me to get to where I am today for sure. And will help me grow to be more successful as well. Yeah. I love that you brought up the beyond volleyball. It's like you're reading the questions that I had prepped because that was my <laughs> next question was beyond volleyball. How would you best define yourself other than being six, two and you love volleyball? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So I think, you know, in volleyball, some things that I really pride myself on the first one is grit. Cause I think, you know, that's huge grit, being able to push through tough situations and grind some things out is really important to me being a great teammate. And I think with that, that looks different in every scenario, you know, but I think having the, the awareness of, okay, I'm playing with this one person, you know, with beach volleyball, how can I be the best teammate possible to this person? And that changes everyone you play with. So making that a priority for me was really, really important and has been helpful Oh, and then passion is my third one. So, you know, I love this game. I'm going to come every day, work hard. This is my passion. So I'm going to put forth as much effort as possible. Yeah. And then outside of volleyball, my faith is huge. I love the Lord. And that's been something that's really helped me through, you know, tough times. And it also is, you know, my faith reminds me of how blessed I am to be where I'm at and helps to propel me forward, you know, not only to glorify God, but also just because I've been given these amazing blessings. And so I want to use them and do what I can with them. And then also just trying my best to be, you know, a good person and being a little bit less intrinsically focused. So being aware of the people around me, how can I help others, you know, with, with be toyable again, it's just two people. And in life, you know, you have your relationships and your friendships and it's, you know, easy to stay, you know, within those or just being intrinsically focused, but focusing on, you know, how can I help the people around me? You know, what am I giving to, you know, not only my family and my friends, but strangers and people who maybe have a smaller role along the way in my career. So my trainers or, you know, people that I've worked with in college or just in general, you know, how can I be giving to other people? I love that last one. 
it's a great way to like tie it all together and i think you're obviously doing a fantastic job with it so far already with you know just the reach and the impact that you've had whether you knew it or not just showing up authentically you on the sand has inspired so many people already and i'm excited to continue to watch that growth hopefully in continued tournaments and all that if there's some in socal over the summer i would love to come check it out i've never seen any in person so that'd be awesome (laughs) right to come check it out yeah if i got a few more questions for you one of which is what does the athletic mindset mean to you you had to describe it in a sentence or two okay the athletic mindset I think the athletic mindset is a mindset that gets you through whatever it is that your sport brings you. So for me, for example, you know, some of the challenges that I face are just putting things together. So coming from college, having my weight room schedule set up, having a coach, having, you know, a scholarship, not worrying about money and all of those things that all changed when you go into professional beach volleyball. None of those things are provided to you. So the athletic mindset for me was figuring out how bad do you want this and what are you going to do and what are you willing to sacrifice to get there? So I think that mindset is just having a set of core values to help you get through whatever challenges and successes that your sport brings you. I love that. The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you let things affect you. Right. I think that's a great way to live. And it sounds like you know the answer to both of those questions very, very clearly, which is really refreshing to see. Actually, you brought up something there that I do want to touch on is that transition to out of like being taken care of on hand and foot by the NCAA to all of a sudden you have like a ton of responsibility. Like you've got to figure it out. You have to, I guess, I'm assuming the AVP doesn't provide you set trainers and all that, do they? No. So AVP does not provide any of that. Okay. Um, you know, when you're, especially when you're a rookie, you know, you go in and you have to qualify, first of all, to play in the main draw. This is everybody. The AVP doesn't provide they any of that training. They will pay for your hotel. So if you make the main draw, they will pay for your hotel but everything else is kind of on your own. So having to figure out a coach, if you want one or not, which, you know, the top teams of course do figuring out where am I going to work out? How does that work? What's my training schedule? How do I pay for this? How do I fund all of this? So finding a job outside of volleyball or coaching or whatever the case may be, finding funding, finding a partner, all of that is just completely on your own. So it can be kind of challenging to manage all of that. And it can also be challenging feeling like, okay, am I doing enough or am I limited by, you know, certain things? So yeah, it can be really challenging and really tough to figure all of those things out. I've been really fortunate to have awesome partners and coaches and, and resources along the way, but they're definitely things that you have to curate on your own and they take time. So, and they're always changing too. Partners change where you work out changes, you know, all of that. So fortunately, you know, again, I've, I've gotten some, some experience with that and I'm in a pretty good situation now. I'm working out with USA volleyball. They've provided, you know, a gym for me to work out in and an awesome trainer who has been really helping me, you know, get 
in shape and amazing sports psych. So I've been super, super lucky these past couple months to be able to have those resources, but they're not things that are provided to, to everyone. And they're not things that are guaranteed by any means. So yeah. And even with that, you know, I'm still paying for a coach, had to find a partner on my own and, you know, travel, all of those things. And it can be really pricey, especially if you play on the world tour as well, which I've only played in one world tour tournament because of the pandemic. We went to Cambodia, actually, I think we were in Cambodia at this time last year. And, you know, it can be pricey having to pay for, you know, your international flight. And then the only way you can make money is if you play well and, you know, take first, I think through fifth. So, you know, there are times when you travel somewhere and you lose money and that's just part of the sport. So, it can be really tough and really challenging. And I think it deters a lot of players, which is unfortunate because our sport is, is really awesome, but I can understand why people would want to maybe play indoors for longer to save money and things like that. So it can be tough. Yeah. I think you are one of the sports that is definitely faced with the decision that a lot of us have of you need something, but you don't have the funds yet to to pay for it but once you do have the funds to pay for it then you wouldn't need it per se like a coach yeah how did you kind of have just trust yourself and and trust and have faith that it was okay to make that jump and you might have not been in a position where you were like either financially stable or whatever to kind of play a little bit of a risk and say okay let's do this now and then hopefully it ret- there's a return on investment later on how did you get okay with that what was that internal dialogue yeah well honestly i mean it's been a leap of faith from the beginning for my first professional like tournament i played in what's called an avp next which are smaller avp tournaments um, where you can gain points to qualify for bigger avp tournaments so I was just finished college, did not have much money at all. I used a credit card to fly to Colorado and pray that we did decently to get points to qualify for the actual ADP tournament. So the dialogue there was kind of like, if you want this, you have to give it a shot and you may not have the funds for it now. And you may be putting this on a credit card and praying you make money these are the cards that you've been dealt. And this is the only way to, to see if this will work for you. And, you know, I, again, have faith in God and just believed that, you know, okay, well, I can say with my parents, you know, there are things that I can do in the meantime, if this doesn't work out, or if I lose all my money in the next couple months, but fortunately, you know, we did that, that return paid off. We won the tournament got all our money back and I was able to fund the next trip. So and we continue to do well. So it was sort of just like a leap of faith. And, you know, fortunately I have enough points to not be in those situations anymore. And I have, you know, more money now and it's a lot better, but you know, from the beginning it was, it was a, a leap of faith and it worked out. So I think it's just reminding myself that, you know, I believe in myself and I believe that I'm good at this game. You know, I want to take it as far as I can and that takes some sacrifices, but you know, it's worth it. Yeah. I think you hit it there. I mean, it is a gamble. It is a risk. But at the end of the day, when you're doing like what you did, you're gambling on yourself, which is the safest bet that any of us can make as long as you're ready to back it up. And in talking with you the past 30 minutes, it's very clear that you are not afraid to back up that bet and make sure you're getting that return on investment. And just sometimes it's trusting the unknown and trusting a higher power, I think really plays 
a huge role in that. For sure. I got the fast five questions here for you before our last one. So five quick questions, one word or one sentence to kind of wrap things up here for you. Okay. Number one is what is your go-to podcast that no one's heard of? Like, what are you jamming out to that you could put someone on to right now? <laughs> question. What is a podcast I listen to? I don't listen to podcasts. Is that weird? No. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I, yeah, I don't have a podcast that I listen to. Oh, you know what? Actually, I take that back. My husband is in the Marine Corps and he listens to the Jocko podcast. I don't know if you, have you heard of that one? That's a good one. I, it was misleading. I thought it was going to be more like his books. And then I tuned mm-hmm. in and I was like, wow, this is like super military history background. Uh, yeah. Like way more in depth than I ever. Yeah. That's good. It's a good one. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> What's your favorite book that you've read in the past year? Mm. Hopefully and search for meaning. Yes. <laughs> Victor Frankel? Yeah. That one. Nice. It's on my uh, bookshelf. I've not read it, but I've heard good things. Yeah. Number three, what is a quote you live by? There's like so many like going through my head right now. I'm going to go with a quote from myself. And sometimes it just kind of helps to remind me of just some things I care about, but it's work hard and love others. I love it. We're going to like make that the show notes and put it up in big lights. And (laughs) thank you famous. It's going to be one of those quoted. Perfect. (laughs) What is one thing you can't live without? Hmm. One thing I can't live without Jesus, definitely. You can't go wrong with that answer. Yes. <laughs> Last one. I said mine earlier, but mm-hmm. what is your one word focus at this point in time? Hmm. Patience for sure. Huge. Another yeah. one that's easier said than done. Right. <laughs> plenty of things that have tested it. Chrissy, my last question for you is where can those listening in keep up with all things you as you approach this upcoming season hopefully get to playing some this year where can they find you great question so firstly following me on instagram is kind of where i'm most active and that is chrissy jones 28 is my instagram handle and then also avp beach volleyball has a an instagram as well avp beach is where you can figure out what the schedule will be and what the games are and where you can find us. So those are kind of the, the big two. I love it, Chrissy. I appreciate your time. It's been great getting to know you a little bit in more depth here and being able to just share your story. So thank you for trusting me for this space and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This is super fun. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Chrissy. I love to hear how she's finding balance in her life while still being prepared for whenever a regular playing opportunity comes back. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I encourage you to share this episode with a friend, a family member, or a teammate who can help you push onward through uncertain times. Remember, if you can change your mindset, you can change your life one thought at a time. I'll see you all on Monday.